Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bags, the podcast for Below Average Golfers by two Below Average Golfers. My name is Owen Smith, as always, joined by Caleb Wallen. Caleb, it was the 4th of July last week. We took the week off. You were super busy shooting off fireworks like you always do. Uh, how are you doing? I know it's I know it's like ranked right up there with the with top top holidays for you. Yeah, I mean it was it was awesome. Um, everything went according to plan for the most part. Um, you know, we still had a couple couple stragglers not go off as far as the fireworks go. Um, just like our golf game, you know, it, we want it to always be there. <laughs> um, you know, but sometimes you can you can deal with the the bad ones as long as you get the good ones still in there. So, um, yeah, really, really thrilled with how that went. Um, shed a tear, like always just love being here. It's, it's not perfect by any means. Um, we got a long way to go for that, but there's still no, no place I'd rather be for sure. Absolutely. No place I'd rather be either. And it was uh, great. Glad that we got some rest and recovery from uh, old bags because it just takes up so much of our time <laughs> yeah no uh it, it was good not a whole lot's going on in the golf world um it was kind of a you know perfect timing i mean we did see ricky fowler uh win um you know prior to the fourth of july so that that was good um and then we were just you know outside of that like things kind of naturally die down in between the u.s open and and the british open uh which is coming up next week which we'll preview on next week's episode um so looking forward to that but but yeah i mean i think it's just a natural a lot of people take vacations a lot of people take time off fell on a tuesday this year just worked out for us to take take the week off here here at uh bags llc but either way um we have something coming up here in september it's right around the corner i can't believe that we're almost halfway through the month of july which is insane which just means we're going to fly through august and next thing you know it's going to be september and if you're a first-time listener or haven't listened in a while september's a big month for us because um it's my wife's birthday hey i'll throw that out there um b no it uh it is the bags birdie challenge is taking place on september 18th which is a monday out of arrowhead golf course uh if you're not aware of what we're doing we are going out to arrowhead which is in greenfield indiana a course that caleb and i play all the time and we are tasked with birdieing all 18 holes each individually doing that Uh, once we birdie a hole we no longer play that hole and we are playing from the time that the sun comes up till the sun goes down. Um, maybe, maybe uh, depending on how the course feels about it, might have to get some lights out there. Um, maybe bring out some some tools out there if if we're grinding on the last couple of holes. But either way, we are doing that to raise money for the Travis Sherrick Growing the Game Foundation uh, scholarship. Um, so we are raising money for two lucky golfers here in the Eastern Hancock and Greenfield Central. Uh, high schools here in Hancock County and uh, yeah, helping them out with the, their, their next phase in life, uh, which, you know, is, is higher education. So um, looking forward to all of that as a part of that you're doing um, here in the next six weeks, we are going to take all 18 holes and break them down into the, to three, uh, three, uh, three whole chunks, as I should say. And we are going to strategize a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about maybe, you know, experiences that we've had on the whole, um, different things that we usually do, things that we're going to change up because we usually do it and it doesn't go well or it goes great or whatever. 
Um, and we're going to bring up 18 birdies, which is an app that Caleb and I use avidly um, to plan our shots in the round and know our distances and really be dialed into the game. Um, so it's not going to be perfect. It's we're essentially what we're going to do is after we do the, the series of uh, six episodes where we break this stuff down, uh, then we are going to go out and play around with that strategy in mind, all the notes that we have taken for this. And then we're going to play 18 holes, see how it goes. And then from there, kind of go into a finale stage where we are planning out our final strategy. Um, of course, never know how things go the day that we get on the course on September 18th. So there's only so much preparation that can be done. Um, but yeah, essentially we, we figured it'd be a fun way to kind of talk through this and strategize more, especially as uh, strategy is more important uh, for us, especially going into this and, and making sure that, you know, we're sticking to that. We're not just going out guns blazing and not really thinking about the consequences of certain things or not taking too much reward or taking too high of a risk because we, we need some of those rewards on some of those shots. Absolutely do. So Caleb, any thoughts before we get into the first three holes that you wanted to, to share with the, the listeners? Yeah, just real quick. We've, you know, we've already got a couple hole sponsors, uh, on the books. So thank you to, uh, to them, um, specifically pizza King here in Indiana. Um, if you're from central Indiana, you know what pizza King is. Oh yeah. Um, so fantastic pizza. Um, Alan over there is a fantastic guy. Uh, know him through Delaware country club. Um, and, you know, he was, he was, uh, nice enough to say, you know, Hey, I'll, you know, I'll sponsor a whole, um, same with nine star here in Indiana or local in, or central Indiana. Um, I know a couple people just outside of the Indiana indie area probably have it. Um, but yeah, nine stars already in, um, trying to get a couple more. And then obviously, you know, just the general public, you know, to donate either per birdie or just in general, um, you know, we have our GoFundMe page, which we'll put in the link. Um, but yeah, just trying to raise as a ton of money that we can, um, for these student athletes, you know, to help them, you know, with higher education or, you know, just give them a little boost, um, you know, going into their next phase of life. Exactly. And yeah, um, uh, there's the Google form. So the way that it's, that the way that it works, and we try to describe this as well as we can. Um, is that you can just directly go to the GoFundMe and donate to it. But if you do want to get kind of that dynamic donation where it's like per birdie, per eagle, that type of stuff, there is a Google form. Um, you fill that out, you put in your information, say, hey, you know what? Every time that these below average golfers make a birdie, max of 36 birdies, um, I'm going to give them $2 per birdie. Okay, so you're committing to a max of $72 there. Um, we'll reach out to you, confirm that you made the right selections. And then when we take, when we do the challenge on the 18th, on the 19th, while we're icing up and recovering from the damage that was done the day before, uh, we will be, you know, starting to sift through and say, Hey, you said that you were going to donate here. here now, you know, this is what we did. We, we birdied all 36 holes. This is the money owed. Um, and then we'll, you know, start the start the process of course of uh, going through the scholarship applications um, and, and, you know, meeting those, having those students kind of go through the, the application process. If you are a student and you want to get started on the application, we'll also have links to that in the description below. All that to say, looking forward to it. Um, we're we're going to now pull up 18 birdies. Um, and from here, we are going to 
It's going to take just a second, but we are going to, and for the audio listeners, strongly encourage that you check out any YouTube content, Twitter content, um, and, and other things that we put out there, uh, because this will be a little more interactive um, on the, you know, on video. But we're, we'll do our best to describe things and, and talk through for for all of our uh, all of our audio listeners as well. So start off with hole one now, Caleb. Although the series is going to start off with hole one, sounds like we have a little insight that maybe we're not starting on hole one. Is that is that correct? Yeah, from my understanding, there's going to be a league play um, scheduled that morning. So probably what's going to happen um, is we're going to loop um, ten to eighteen twice, and then by that time, um, the front nine will be cleared off, and then we can go off of one. Um, so we'll already have eighteen holes in um by the time that we get to to hole number one but um shouldn't be a problem you know we're we're trying to birdie all of them so it doesn't matter what order you know hopefully by the end we're jumping around from six to 11 to 14 you know what i mean just jumping yeah because we've already made so many birdies so um you know hopefully we can do that but yeah starting on hole number one um I'll probably suggest that we play the white tees just for the the sake of um, the sake of the day. Um, I know sure. there's not a whole lot of difference out there at Arrowhead, but it might save us just a little bit and give us a little bit more comfortable numbers. Um, but yeah, hole number one, slight dogleg to the right. Um, there's no good way to go right at the hole just because there's a creek bed and then there's some trees. Um, Personally, I'll I'll let you speak for yourself, oh, but I'm gonna try to go right at that bunker that starts the fairway. Um, that's gonna be my aiming point. And then just wherever it lands, it lands. Hopefully it takes a little bit of a draw or I'm sorry, a little bit of a fade um and gets on the fairway to the point where the fairway kind of slopes down towards the hole a little bit, not a whole mm -hmm. lot. Um, but hopefully, you know, it can catch a, enough of that to just kind of roll out and leave me something you know 100 yards or something in yeah i mean i i tend to agree because i think that below average golfers i'm a definitely below average golfer off the tee i think that by taking that line or at least you know aiming that direction is that if it's you know going a little right you can get a you know you do run the risk of getting here in these trees which is that little creek bed um, but I have found myself just outside of that multiple times where it's like it, probably little luck. Um, but if it is kind of fading a little right, um, <clears throat> then, you know, you, you still have a pretty decent shot in alternatively, if you hit, if you're hitting it left, you're also, it's not ideal cause you're probably 130 to about 150. I would say if you, if you end up going left of the target line. Um, but that's still a it's it's a wide enough hole there, and it, there's no trouble unless you really go left um, to where you can still have a comfortable shot in. Now, clearly, we're we're aiming here. We're aiming over the bunker. I'm gonna leave probably 105 to anywhere from 105 to 85, just depending on kind of how things are rolling that day um, and how well we're we're hitting at that point. So, tend to agree there. Um, the I, I think that normally 
we're, we're going to be pretty warm by the time we get to hole number one. Um, normally, I'd be a little more nervous about this hole because I find myself a lot on this hole <laughs> ending up over here, uh, which right. is kind of the driving range area, which you do, surprisingly, you do have an angle in. So if you end up a little right of the trees, for the audio listeners, you're kind of in a bad spot. And it looks bad spot on the, on the GPS um, provided by 18 birdies. Um, but as long as you're not in the range area, you're still inbounds. Um, you are you, you still have about 120 in if you get the ball up quick. Uh, you're still you still have an angle in there. Um, but so normally if I'm a little more nervous on this hole, but because we will be so warm at that point, um, pretty pretty confident in this as long as the driver's going well. Now, all that to say, I think something that and I think that we should do this on every hole is that and I think you have to worry about this less than I do. Um, but I do have to plan a little bit for if I am just not figuring out my driver that day, which is definitely possible. What is the next best option for me? It's not ideal, right? I mean, all the data says that you need to be getting as close to the hole as possible, um, to have a better approach shot in, but we're going to be playing a lot of golf that day. We're going to be fatigued. Driver takes a lot of energy for sure. And then especially if you're not hitting the driver, well, it takes a little more energy as well. So. Caleb, I guess from your perspective, let's say, again, you have to worry about this less than I do, um, but let's say you're in a position where a driver's just not your friend, or maybe you want to take a little off. What would be kind of your game plan outside of just taking driver over the bunker? Yeah, I mean, so if Coach Scott is with us, he'll probably talk me out of it. Yeah. Um, but I, if I'm not going driver, if I feel like it's not working, I want the you know, I want the straightest path to the hole. And oh. I have been in that little, you know, we'll call it the upside down V right there plenty of times to where um, I'm somebody that can get the ball up fairly quickly. Yep. So if I can give myself, you know, a 220, 230 yard shot right at that V or even like, you know, 240, 245, right where our marker is, I'm still fairly confident in myself that I can get it up and over the trees, especially in September. Hopefully the, the leaves are starting to break just a little bit um, to where I'm just going to take the, the shortest path to the hole. I, I'm hesitant to go out to the left with anything that's like 230, 240, because, yeah. you know, then I'm still leaving, leaving myself. Yeah, 180 in. Um, that's not ideal for a birdie at least for me so i think if i don't end up going driver it's definitely i'm aiming right there at that v and i'm still going to try to be somewhat aggressive with it no that's that's completely valid i wasn't even kind of thinking to be honest i wasn't thinking about that because as i started as we were talking through it i was like oh man what would i do because that does leave i mean if you're going let's just call it two two fifteen which i could get with an iron off the tee um yeah, it's still leaving me 174 to the hole, um, which is, again, not ideal for a birdie. You have to, you have right. to be pretty good with a, with a six or seven iron um, that far out to, to be comfortable there. And uh, clearly, green and regulation is more important than ever uh, when, we're, when we're talking about the birdie challenge. So, yeah, taking it, taking it there, not ideal. Probably odds are against us a little bit, but it definitely gives us a better chance because that's one call it 150 to 140 in um, much more comfortable shot 
uh, approaching in, especially if you get it up quick. Um, so, so good thought there. Uh, what else are you thinking about this whole, as far as, is there anything else like thought wise, like, is there anything that you look at this hole and go, you know what, if I'm getting desperate, it's, you know, the, the sun's winding down hole. Number one hasn't been the one that I've gotten, or it's, you know, on the short list of ones that I'm not, that I haven't birdied yet. Are there any things that you're kind of taking high risk, high reward on this hole? Um, or are you kind of sticking to the strategy no matter what, um, as long as things are going well? Mm. Worst case scenario, it's, 7 p.m. and it's our last hole and we we just need to make something happen um i still might aim right at the v and then just pull driver and hope that i catch it decent enough to where i either get a good hop off the hill or maybe the creek beds dry or you know the leaves are gone so my ball just goes through the trees and hopefully at that point I'll have, you know, maybe I can put a little bit of a draw on it. And then if I'm, if I happen to do that, then it's going to land, you know, probably where we're at, probably a little bit to the left to where, you know, maybe to it to 80 ish. And I get lucky and catch the, catch the slope and it takes me closer to the cart path. Right. That, I mean, that's, that's worst case scenario. I mean, the unfortunate thing about this hole for me is I probably have only birdied this hole maybe five times. Um, (laughs) I did birdie it myself the other day in the outing. So that was pretty cool. Um, But yeah, I, I mean this hole, I I mean, do you think you guys the other day I had a quadruple bogey yesterday on it? So, right. But do you like, I think the only, and I wonder, like, I mean, we're only used to outside of, you know, outings, like we're only used to taking our first tee shot on this one. Right. Or we're only used to kind of knocking off some of the rust um, for the right. most part on hole one. So do you think that it, like, do you think it's more because it's it's the fifth hardest hole uh, via handicap? Like it's the it's the fifth hardest hole on the on the course for sure. But like, do you think it's the way that the whole structure do you think? part of it is just because it's hole number one and you're usually just walking in, like not having time to warm up. You know what I mean? I would say it's, it's just because it's hole number one, because like I said, like, you know, I birdied it the other day I'm by myself. So like, I know that I can do it. And like, if I'm feeling comfortable, if I'm feeling good, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to attack. Like it's, I'm aiming at that bunker. I'm sailing it. And hopefully, you know, we get somewhere close um, to where, you know, have a a 52 or 56 in that's comfortable and then we can you know get up on the green the green doesn't really do a whole lot so it's just going to be about you know the speed and and all that so i'm i think that since we're not starting on one it's going to give me confidence going into one that i can do it and get it out of the way and not have to worry about it anymore for sure for sure okay um, is there any part of you, I know that uh, not to spoil a above average golf moment for you yesterday, but uh, I've seen that you've hit some, some drives, that you know, end up 340, 350. Um, any part of you that's thinking about just taking, just, just completely going for it. Yeah. Oh man. There were, there were a couple factors that we talked about <laughs> that, that led to the, the, the 341 yesterday. Um, which 
I'm gl- I'm surprised he didn't say anything, but I was ready to tell him that there was not much wind yesterday. So <laughs> I just caught it perfect. Like I swung yeah. out of my shoes and just happened to catch it perfect. A little bit of a draw. So I know it had some extra bounce, had some extra kick. Right. Um, I will only really try to go for it if there's a little bit of wind behind us. Okay. If there's not any wind behind us on <laughs> one, it will do me no good because then at that point I'm either ending up in the driving range or I'm ending up in the trees on the left. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. I've uh, been in those spots too many times to count. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So I think we've settled off the tee. I mean, ideal state is to go, um, you know, uh, I think we're both pretty capable of getting at least two two seventy two eighty if not more. So that leaves us about a hundred yards in any, uh, any feelings on the approach shot, anything? I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, but is there anything that you kind of outside of off the tee, which is a big part of the planning, is there anything else that you kind of have in mind for, for hole number one? Yeah, I think, um, to start off with at least the first couple times that we play it, um, I'm going to try to go maybe take a little bit more as far as a pitching wedge and then just kind of chop at it um depending on where the flag is for sure um you know i've told you i've i still need to talk to chad out there which shout out to chad and heather out of arrowhead for letting us do this to begin with oh yeah um they're they're great people um but yeah i was going to talk to chad and say hey like if i come out on sunday and i fix a couple divots you know on each on each green can I set the pin placement almost, you know, maybe with a T or something like that um, for the greenskeeper the next day, which in that case, I'm probably, I mean, that's something that we could probably discuss, but um, I, I like the middle of this green. Um, yeah. It's, it's a spot where there's not a ton of break, um, which this green doesn't like to break as much as you see anyway. So there's that. No. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking maybe middle, middle left, um, just to give us a good angle on our approach shot on the second one or on, you know, for our second shot, the approach shot. So yeah, just taking pitching wedge, kind of chop at it a little bit. Um, hopefully catch a, a, a little spin or two um, and either have it like, you know, just stop or maybe roll out just a little bit um, to where I have, you know, no more than like a 15, 20 foot. Right. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm thinking, you know, I think I'm going to, and I've been using it quite a bit this season, but I think regardless of pin placement, and I think you you have to be a little more strategic when we're talking about trying to get birdies, which hard for, hard for me to do. But like, um, I've been doing like the club up strategy from Sherman where it's like you, John Sherman, uh, practical golf. It's like, if you, um, aim for the back of the green, not the middle or the front, Uh, so like on 18 birdies like this says it's a 100 yard shot but it also gives you the number of you know it's probably about 110 so i would be kind of dialing in more to the 110 number because in the event that i catch it uh catch it good maybe you know then then fine i'm i kind of pay for it but in the more likely case that i don't catch it as well or i catch it bad or whatever i have a better chance of actually getting up on the green still um so Definitely, definitely going to use that strategy uh, the entire time and try to stay 
stay loyal to that. Now, again, we'll have to be pin hunting, especially as the day goes on, but early on, that's definitely going to be my strategy. Um, I don't have the green contour uh, tool that they have now. I think as we go into the finale, clearly we'll dive into that more. Anything else that you have to say about hole one uh, overall or, or the green or anything else? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not afraid to miss short on this. That's kind of sure. why like it's going to be um, almost a chop rather than like a full shot just because if it wants to, you know, stop short or whatever, if it if I don't pick it cleanly and then it ends up, you know, five yards, 10 yards short of the green, then, you know, where we would prefer to have it, I'm still not out of the weeds or out For of the sure. woods by, you know, any stretch of the imagination, I can get it up there and hopefully, you know, chip one in because um, it's still fairly flat. Now, if I go left or long and left or, you know, long and maybe like anywhere from 12 to 2 on a clock, yeah, I'm going to be in trouble because it's not as easy of a, a chip. But um, anything short, I think I can handle. So maybe, you know, later in the day, I'm feeling more comfortable. I'm taking a wedge instead of the pitching wedge. Um, and the 56, I come up short. That's fine. Yeah. I'll just, yeah. I'll do my best to chip in, you know, from there. No, that's, that's a good thought there. Yeah. I think if you, I think if you are long or if you're to one of those sides, you're, you're in a little more trouble, but yeah, if you are short, you're actually okay. So maybe rethink that slightly for myself, um, on that one. Okay, cool. All right. Hole number two, feel a lot more confident about hold number two. Personally, it's pretty pretty straightforward i'll let you do the uh the overview for the for the listeners caleb yeah so um number two is right down main street um the slightest hint of a dog leg you know depending on where you stand on the tee box you probably wouldn't even consider it um a dog leg but yeah right right down main street um and this one is going to be aggressive 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 all day for me okay. there's zero reason that i'm gonna try to go short um because i you know we have it right here pulled up to where 286 is still 40 yards from the hole or from the middle of the green um so you know depending on where the wind is be a little more aggressive with it or try to take some off and then let it bound a little bit but we're still going to be within you know 50 yards um or probably less, most likely most of the day. Um, yeah. and then maybe even have the chance to drive the, drive the green. Um, I've done it before. Um, I know you've gotten close. I don't know if you have, but I know, you know, I've been with you when you've gotten close. So, yep. you know, this one is a, is a green light special, um, to try to fly the green. Um, the green is kind of sloped from front to back, um, as far as going up. So, I'm less concerned about, you know, if I catch the green on the fly or, you know, something like that, it's probably not going to roll as far, um, off the back. Now, if I catch it super clean, then, you know, it might land in the middle and then bounce off, which then we have something a little bit to worry about just because that, that backside of the hole is just a little bit sloped, um, back down. But for the most part, right at it, um, miss right is okay. Um, I've been on the right side of that plenty of times. Um, left is not ideal. Um, but where you and I will most likely hit it, I think we'll be okay. I think we yeah. can still be in front of the trees. 
um, especially if it gets down low enough um, to where we're still going to have, you know, 65, 70 yards in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, this one is flag hunting all day. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, like for me, like this is the, this is the hole that I, I go for a little more because yeah, if, I, if I'm putting it out right, like I'm still like a, let's say I, I, I hit it, not a complete slice, but definitely uh, going in that direction. I can still get it, you know, to a hundred yards or in, um, even on my miss there. Uh, like you said, to the left, you're you're in a little more trouble for sure. But fun fact on hole number two, um, I have chipped out from, or uh, I guess hold out, I should say, uh, from, I, I can't remember what the actual distance was that day. But really kind of this area we're, we're looking at, Caleb, it was probably about 70, 70 75 yards out. Uh, I've holed out nice. for a birdie before. Nice. Um, so have some experience. You definitely have some shots in on it. Uh, from from that area, if if you're far uh, far enough down there, uh, but yeah, this is this is the hole that I probably had the most green and regulations on. Probably probably have had the most birdies on. I don't know. Um, I may be incorrect as we go through this, and I don't know if there's historical data on that uh, being true or not. But uh, definitely feels like one where I I am the most confident going into. Not a lot to it. The green is a little more difficult. There's definitely, like you said, a little more slope compared to like number one and some of the other greens out there. Um, but ultimately, I mean, we're talking about getting pretty close to where we can have a pretty good approach shot in um, and, and control uh, where the, where that's going from there a lot better than a 150-yard shot in. So um, not a lot to this outside of that. I mean, is there... Again, like if the driver's not feeling well, the thing about this too is that you can hit it, you know, 200 to 215 and still have 120 in, if if not a little less. So that this is also could be like a, okay, we're we're not gonna absolutely go for it. We're gonna maybe save a little energy for three and uh, for for six, which we'll eventually get to, um, and maybe just take a, a an iron off the tee and still have a pretty decent distance in. Just again, depending on where we're at in the day. Um, so again, disaster planning a little bit <laughs> if, if the driver is, is uh, hurting a little bit on the day, just alternative options off the tee. Uh, is there anything, again, anything else? There's not, not a ton to it outside of that, right? No, I mean, if anything, this hole for me is going to be the, if the driver's not working, like this is the hole to get it back on track, yeah. um, you know, to where I can, I can swing, you know, just try to remember the fundamentals and swing my swing and you know maybe it lands you know to 50 to 60 um to where i still have you know less than 100 yards in um if it's a little bit to the right that's fine um if the ground is hard enough uh we can probably swing easy like you said to begin with um and it'll roll up there uh i've yep. had that happen before um to where i i hit it and i did not think that it was going to get close um, and I was left with a, a bump and run, you know, 10, 15 yards out. So, um, yeah, I mean, this, this hole is, is driver for me all day, whether it's going good, whether it's going bad, um, this is going to be the hole to either, you know, fix what I'm doing, or it's going to be the hole that's like, Hey, we got this, let's go, you know, let's get that birdie or maybe even the Eagle. I'll be pretty disappointed if we're playing this past like 
two o'clock that day. <laughs> like yeah. if we're if we're grinding after two o'clock on this hole, it's there's uh there's bigger issues out there uh, for um, sure and, and you never know like the thing that's so weird about this challenge is like we're probably gonna birdie a hole um or like you know we're probably gonna birdie a hole sooner than we think but we're also probably gonna struggle with a hole more than we think just because it's weird and what we're doing is is not normal golf for sure um but i will say again this with everything that we have said if we're playing this past like two o'clock It'll be uh, a little frustrating for sure. Um, yeah, the hole that I want to birdie that I don't think that I will like to begin with is easily number four. Um, I hate that hole with a passion. We'll talk about that <laughs> one next week. Um, but I hate that one. And then the hole that you know I don't think I'll birdie as soon as I want to um, will probably be like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Um, just because they're shorter, they're reachable, but there's still a little bit of tree trouble back there, which again, we'll get to those. But, um, like you said, we're definitely going to have those where it's like, <laughs> really like we got this one, but we can't get that one. Right. hundred percent going to happen. hundred percent. Okay. Hole three, third hardest hole on uh, at Arrowhead. This is where the famous 340 yard drive happened for Caleb the other day. So he may have a little different path than uh, than most on this hole, but it is pretty difficult. The reason why um, is that if you get one out there, you're still looking at about 130 in, and guess what? There is a creek right in front of the green. So that is 100% in your head. And if you go long, you're in somebody's yard. Yeah. If you It'll, go left, you're in somebody's yard. If, if you go left, you're in somebody's yard now. If you go right, you're 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 by the tee box number two. Depending on where you land, there's some trees over there, so you may not have a great shot in. But sometimes you may have a, a decent look in. Uh, don't have to worry about some of those trees. Um, so you do have to pretty be pretty accurate off the tee on this one. Definitely one that will will give me some nightmares for sure because it's not only about off the tee. It's about the approach shot because again, it's not a comfortable maybe a comfortable number. It's just not a comfortable shot because of the factors of the Creek and the houses surrounding it at the back of the green, uh, not to mention the cart path to the right of the green. There, there's just a lot that can go wrong here, but Caleb, what are your thoughts on, on this hole going into it? Yeah. So being a straight hole, um, a straight hole with no room left. Um, I think both of us should be okay for most of the day. Um, I I can get a little pulley um, if my wrists get a little active, um, but I've been working on that. So hopefully that's not the case. Um, I do seem to find myself behind that set of trees. Um, oh, yeah. Yep, right there oh, yeah. a lot. Um, it is very frustrating when I end up there, um, whether it's, you know, right up next to them, whether it's 20 yards behind them, I'm still trying to work my ball um, either under it or over it. Um, to where it's not a straight shot. So again, hopefully the leaves, there's less leaves. Um, hopefully I can keep it straight somehow like I did the other day or yesterday. Um, but yeah, I think I, and this is obviously, again, we're going to talk about this for sure, but the, the flag placement on this one to me, I think needs to be in the front third. And the reason why I say that is because 
Like, I think both of us can get the ball up in the air fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if we have that comfortable middle number to where we're not worried about going over, like, it's not even a factor in our mind. Like, hey, we're going for the middle of the green no matter what. If we get a little spin on it, it'll react just because it's sloped from back to front just a just a hair. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think if we can catch that front right um, portion of the green, that's that's going to be the most helpful for us just because, again, it takes away left and then it somewhat takes away long. Um, and then we're, you know, we just have to be super comfortable with hitting up and over the Creek, which we do it all the time. So it's, it's mainly just a matter of where it goes. Um, and even if we just barely get it over the Creek, it's still semi flat there to the point where I don't think a chip is or a chip in is out of the question. If you land somewhere in between the Creek and the green, whether that's to the right side or straight at it. Yep. No, you make good points there. I think that, yeah, we just have to, I mean, yeah, the middle number, the pin placement is definitely important on this one. Definitely uh, makes things a little easier for sure. But I don't know. <laughs> There's still the, I don't know, Caleb. I don't know. Sometimes I, I definitely get in my head on this hole for sure. Because sometimes I, I'll just I'll just catch a bad shot because I'm I'm thinking so much about this freaking creek. I don't know why, but maybe I'll just well. And that's where I think you know Scott can be super helpful um, if he is able to come down um, to try to just you know get that out of our minds. Like, hey, find your number, pick your number for the middle of the green, and let's you know let's go. And I think if we do that for each other, I think if he does that for us, um, then we'll make not easy work or light work of this hole, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if this is one of those holes where, you know, we get it early just because, you know, we're warmed up, you know, we're confident with each other. We're confident with our numbers by then um, to where we can just knock it in. Yep. No, that's a good point. Coach Scott will help out a bunch. I think having confidence will help out a ton as well. And because this is something that we're, we're both trying to do, uh, we'll be, we'll be hyping each other up as well helping each other out so um yeah definitely uh i mean no denying again it's the third hardest hole on the course but um definitely think that yeah this could be the be one of those where it's like oh we're done with this one by two okay cool don't have to worry about that one again like it definitely could be that i i'm a total stooge when obviously when we're out on the golf course and like sometimes when i make a birdie or if i make a fairway and it's a clean hole like I'll just joke around and be like, all right, fairways and greens, golf's an easy game. Right. And I think like obviously that's a fairly decent cliche in golf, but for arrowhead, I think that is crucial for this for this hole. Because again, this green is nothing. It slopes from back to front. It's fairly flat. As long as you don't get too far into that back left or, you know, um, maybe the front left quadrants on it. So if we can keep it in the front right, then it's going to be, hey, this one's going to break six inches most. Um, It's going to break, you know, not at all. Um, And I think we're, you know, we'll be feeling it to where um, we can even walk one in. Yeah, walk one in. Yeah, 
Uh, cool. Well, anything else you have to say about uh, hole number three before before we wrap it up? If I birdie hole number three, there is zero chance that I'm birdieing number four, so I might as well skip it. <laughs> if the wind is coming, um, let's see. If the wind is behind us, that's also going to help. Oh, yeah. Um, just to help us get a few extra yards. Um, if the wind is off the right, um, you know, the bailout I think is aiming just to the left of those trees, yeah. um, towards forest tea box and letting it kind of do its thing. Um, but yeah, this, I think this is going to be another one of those holes where if the driver's not working, I'm trying to fix it on this hole because again, I'm not trying to hit a 225 240 yard shot and leave myself what 160 180 yeah 171 from a because two. that yeah. that on this hole is definitely going to be impossible like i would i would take that on hole number one if i needed to obviously we don't want to but if that's what it comes to on hole number one that's fine um but on this hole there's no way yeah this is there's no like, yeah, it doesn't matter how we're feeling. We gotta take driver on this one. No, no questions asked because again, my my miss is right. So I would rather be right over here and have 150 in rather than be yeah short at 171 and all that. Like it's still not a comfortable shot if I hit it right, but way more comfortable than still having that 170 in, if not yeah. more. Um, so 100% agree there. Cool. Well, this wraps up at least the uh, portion of breaking down the first three holes. Again, won't be the first three that we play. Uh, we'll be warmed up going into those. Uh, we're going to go into a round later on, into later in the summer, I guess I should say, um, where we, we take the strategy into account. Again, a course that we played a lot, so there's nothing like groundbreaking. I think that um, as we go into it, though, and once we play it, uh, we may have some different thoughts on it. And then, of course, we are trying our best to get some other people involved on some of the strategy. Uh, so we reached back out to Lou. Um, he said he'd, he'd be down to, to come back on the pond. So just trying to get that scheduled. Uh, Coach Scott, we got to get him on the books. Uh, Verska, all the others out there that have helped us out with, uh, with golf strategy and being you know dialed into our game. Got to run this stuff past them as well because they just have a – Again, we're the below average golfers. <laughs> we we only have so much knowledge and uh, you know, we've played this course a bunch of times. So like we we're kind of, you know, we have our habits on 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 these holes, but you may bring in an outsider and they go, Well, actually what what do you think about this? What if, what if this is your aim point or whatever? Um, so could could be uh, some some interesting conversations that happen there. Um Caleb, one thing, and, and we'll definitely talk about this as we get into the finale, but something we definitely need to prepare for is uh, how are we going to prepare for fatigue? Like, I, I think that yeah. we're so focused on the golf where it's like, but there's the, there's the other component of like, there's going to be fatigue. We're going to be writing in cards, so like, it's not like we're walking the entire day, but like, we are swinging a golf club consistently from the time that, you know, again, the sun comes up till the sun goes down. That's that's a lot of energy. Well, I'm sure we'll have some natural breaks here and there, but like we're gonna be grinding. So like, any ideas that you have early on uh, on, on battling fatigue a little bit? Yeah, um, just being a man. 
just getting over it. <laughs> I Bam. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. Like you said, it's it's going to be grueling at some point. Probably. You know, we've 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 lost three holes in a row just because we we hit ourselves out of a birdie. No reason to keep playing it. We're going to keep moving. Um, that's happened three or four holes in a row for one of us or both of us. Um, you know, mentally, it's probably going to be a little bit more fatiguing for me at least than than physically. Um, so there's that. I, you know, we've we've talked about having people out there. Um, I'm trying to get a couple people out there at least to help validate some of the things that we do, or you know, maybe have a couple people out there just watching where the ball goes, just to make sure that like, yeah, that's you know, that's where our ball is, or you know, hey, if somebody's like, hey, did you actually birdie, you know, number six? Well, yeah, like we had a witness out there. Um, so trying to get those people out there too um help with encouragement um and just keep trucking i mean i don't a lot of water and keep trucking that's that's yeah. all that i know that that's we what can i was gonna do. say we, we gotta be very prepared for hydration i feel like hydration and food will will help out a ton <laughs> we gotta because it's it's gonna be again we're, we we luckily we're smart enough to say hey we're gonna ride in parts um but that again does not take we're, we're going to be up and active even even without you know take the the walking versus riding component out of it like we're going to be active it's weather will probably be on our side we probably i mean you never know it could be a hot day but like usually september we're, we're catching a little lower temperatures so that is a good thing for me personally um i i would rather be um colder than than 90 and and sunny personally yeah, uh, for, 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 for sure. this type of thing for this type of thing um, yeah i think ideally we wake up it's it's a little brisk um we let the dew wear off yep. and then you know we're out there and maybe you know golf pants and a quarter zip or you know golf pants and something that i like to do um personally in cold weather is kind of just go like a long sleeve and then a vest um that way like the vest still kind of keeps me warm uh, but my arms are still free to move. So um, ideally, if I could pick it um, to start off the morning, it's it's golf pants with a long sleeve and a vest. Um, you know, maybe by the time 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock rolls around, we're, we're changing into shorts. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe we have to go into the bathroom and, and change the undergarments just because we're sweating a little bit dude we um, need to i uh, we need to prepare extra extra clothes i don't care what the i'll weather probably is. bring like three outfits uh-huh. uh borderline thinking about some baby powder oh uh, you know that kind of thing should <laughs> not be borderline to, uh, we need we need some stuff for sure um for sure i'm brother. advil um yeah or ibuprofen of some sort something. um but yeah i think I think we'll be okay for the most part. I, I think if if things start going bad mentally, then things are really going to go bad physically. Oh yeah, um, no. I, I mean, adrenaline is definitely going to carry. Uh, adrenaline can be a good and bad thing in golf. I think. I think too much adrenaline, you're you get a little flying. Uh, yeah, flying <laughs> yeah. greens and you're right. But but it also can carry you through through something like this. So. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give more thought to that for sure as we go through. But I was just like, we need to think about that a little bit, you know, forget the strategy. If we're mentally and physically beaten down, what's it even matter? But, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. We're men. We got this no big deal for the below average golfers, but 
anyway as well uh caleb unless you have any final thoughts i think that um you know this will this will wrap up the the episode again we'll we'll be back next week next week we'll talk a little more than just strategy since it will be the fourth and final major of the year um and we'll be previewing some of that but caleb any any final words for for this episode uh specifically or any final thoughts yeah just if we can get as many people that that feel like donating as possible um you know we're trying to make this a a good cause we're trying to make this a yearly thing um and with a good enough turnout you know for this year um that'll really motivate us to do you know bigger better next year um be able to help you know more schools or or more kids involved so um please if you find it in your heart to that you want to give to you know a good cause this is definitely it um and yeah just hope that we hope that we have the strength and durability to uh and the (laughs) mental capacity to birdie all 18 holes it's gonna happen it's gonna happen baby uh everybody thanks for listening go check out all the links in the description below again want to donate directly go fund me want to donate based on the challenge uh google form want to apply for the application or apply for the scholarship and you go to eastern hancock or greenfield central and play on the golf teams go to the there's a form there uh we'll, we'll put that in the link um if you want to get involved help out at all if you want to come out to arrowhead and support um want to learn more about the challenge reach out to us directly we're on twitter at bags golf um if you know me and caleb personally send us a text um and we're we're looking forward to get or or looking to get as many people involved with us whether it's donations send us some food send us some golf balls whatever you want to do uh and 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 come out and, and enjoy um the event that we'll be putting on there but um thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next week about the joker and the thief I said I'll tell you all the story about the joker and the thief I said Hey everyone, we are the Below Average Golfers and we are raising money for the Travis Sherritt Growing the Golf Game Scholarship. On September 18th, 2023, we are each tasked with birdieing all 18 holes at Arrowhead Golf Club in Greenfield, Indiana. The course has been generous enough to give us special permission to play from the time that the course opens until the time it closes. The Travis Sherritt Growing the Game Scholarship is targeted to help student athletes on the golf teams at Eastern Hancock High School and Greenfield Central High School here in Indiana, which is where Owen and I uh, went to school. As 18 and 10 handicappers, this is a tall task, but we are up for the challenge and would love your help with donations. There are many ways to donate. You can donate for each birdie made, maximum of 36 birdies, each eagle made, if we hit a hole in one, and then if you're a corporation or if you just want to sponsor a hole, you can do that. And if you're just generous enough to contribute to this, you can donate to the scholarship fund directly. To get involved, please visit the links in the description below. There, you will see more information on the challenge, a Google form to pledge donations, and a GoFundMe to make miscellaneous donations. After the challenge is complete, we will be going through the process of selecting winners for this scholarship. If you're a student athlete that participates in golf at Eastern Hancock or Greenfield Central and you're interested, Please see the details below to learn how to apply. For a cause that means so much to us, we're super thankful for anybody that decides to donate, and we hope that we can birdie all of those and maximize the donations for this scholarship.